let you be I look exactly like what you had always wanted to see When I pretend I can forget about the criminal I am Still a second after second just cause I know I can But I can't pretend this is the way it'll stay I'm just I can't pretend I'm who you want me to be So I'm First and foremost, today we're excited to announce that MMATorch.com is going mobile. Nothing's going to change about your PC or laptop experience, but everything will change when it comes to accessing us on your mobile device. When you log on to our site to catch up on the latest MMA news, to follow UFC pay-per-view results while you're away from home, to read the latest column while you're on break at work, or to listen to my latest Torch update while stuck in traffic, it's now going to be easier than ever with our high-end mobile-specific interface designed by one of the top emerging companies in the field, UI Evolution. Uh, to visit our WAP or iPhone version of MMATorch.com, there is a link uh, for activation on the uh, story on the main page, so go check that out and get that link and you'll be able to check it out. Unfortunately, right now, if you have a Verizon phone, uh, we can't auto-direct you there. Same with some of the smaller carriers. However, within 72 hours, we're hoping to have implemented code for the site that will automatically send you to our WAP or iPhone version of the site when you visit the URL on any mobile device. Um, so the best way to follow through on any of our late-breaking news, live pay-per-view results, our exclusive audio updates, and uh, columns from our great staff and writers while you're away from your computer will be MMATorch.com on your phone. Um, so check out that story on the main page and get your link to check it out on your iPhone or your Blackberry or your iPod Touch or um, any other WAP accessible device that you have. Um, we're very excited about this. This is going to be a big move into this field, so definitely check us out on your phone. Uh, now on to the news of the day. We posted a poll up earlier based off of uh, Alex Williams' blog post today with uh, a Raw Vegas TV, uh, .tv quick clip of uh, Randy Couture uh, on a red carpet following his UFC 91 bout with Brock Lesnar, um, where he notes that Fedor Emelianenko would tear Brock up at this point, um, also noting at the same time that Brock has a ton of potential, obviously, but at this point in time, he believes that Fedor would tear Brock up, and uh, so our poll right now up on the site is, do you agree with Randy? Yes, Fedor would tear him up. No, he'd win, but not that easy. No, Brock might win, or no, Brock would, fear, uh, would tear Fedor up. So those are your options. Go vote on that on the main page, and um, actually this is something that Fedor's camp wouldn't mind uh, taking a look at. M1 released an official statement today on Brock Lesnar's victory. Um, they congratulate Brock Lesnar on his UFC heavyweight title victory, as well as acknowledging Randy's return to active competition. Um, and they say, they go on to talk about Fedor publicly acknowledging his desire to fight uh, with Couture multiple times over the course of the last year. Um, and while they remain interested in a match against Couture, they publicly state in this announcement that, for the record, that they'd be welcome to a super fight between Fedor and Brock Lesnar. 
that would be held as a co-promoted event between the UFC, M1, and Affliction Entertainment. So, right there, that fight's not happening anytime soon. Obviously, it's going to take uh, a major overhaul with M1's um, stance on Fedor and uh, his contract and exclus uh, exclusivity with the UFC. Um as well as something happening with Affliction to um, negate Fedor's contract with them, or should they go out of business on the uh, promotion side, should they stop promoting MMA events. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens with that, but they go on to talk about uh, Dana White and Zufa and Lorenzo Fertitta claiming that Fedor was overrated, and... Um, the fact that Fedor, uh, they make the claims despite the fact that Fedor holds career victories over UFC champions past and present, which is very true, and uh, I, I, I believe M1 is correct in believing that when Dana and Lorenzo are making these comments, they're probably not entirely sincere in their statements. I mean, as Brock says... Uh, Fedor is not in the UFC, so he doesn't care right now. It doesn't matter. But uh, as evidenced by all of our Torch staff, unanimous, unanimously voting Fedor as our number one heavyweight, and he's widely considered that around the, um, the world and with pretty much any MMA journalist or writer that uh, you'll find, Fedor is obviously the number one heavyweight. Um, he destroyed Tim Sylvia, who had beaten, um, just in the past couple of years, multiple uh, heavyweights in the UFC until losing three of his last four fights. Um, but he's set to face off against Andre Arlovsky, another former champion. I mean, he's just got, he's had big fights and had wins against lots of people. And it's, Fedor is Fedor, and he is the best fighter in the world. Um... They also take a couple of shots at the UFC using marketing ploys to claim that Anderson Silla is the best pound-for-pound pound pound fighter in the world. Um, but uh, that full uh, statement can be found on the main site at MMATorch.com, so check out that story as well. Um, also in the news today, uh, Paulo Filio... According to Dave Meltzer in his Wrestling Observer Newsletter, the print edition, dated November 17th, um, it talks about Paulo Filio, the WEC's middleweight champion, being cut from his contract with the organization. He said there's strong indications that that is the case. It's not uh, uh, a set in stone that he's out or not, but the, the indication is that he has been released from his WEC contract, and it's coming off the heels of that terrible fight with Chael Sonnen, where he failed to make weight to, for his scheduled championship fight uh, defense, championship, championship title defense, and uh, turned that fight into a three-round fight, where he proceeded to stand around and lay on his back throughout the duration of the bout, including randomly glancing outwards at God knows what during the third round. Uh, his manager stated after the fight that he was clearly out of it. Um, there's something definitely not all right in 
Paolo's head in his life right now. Something's going on. Um, Meltzer went on to state in the newsletter that there's zero criticism that he's seen of Zufa cutting Paulo, who was 16-0 coming into that fight. Uh, but the cut wasn't over money, but that the person who is in that cage has no business fighting at this time, which is very, very true. Um, Filio has no business fighting if his head is so far out uh, of the game that he fails to make weight for a title defense and then puts in the performance that he did against Chael Sonnen. So... It's not uh, set in stone that he'll not ever go to the UFC, but it's not going to happen anytime soon, and it's not going to happen until he gets some uh, some serious help and uh, takes care of himself. Uh, the other reporter news today, MMA Mania today, um, reported on John Fitch and Akihiro Gono being offered about agreements to face each other at UFC 94, which would put Fitch back in action on the same night as his <clears throat> UFC 87 opponent, George St. Pierre, who obviously faces BJ Penn that night. So this is uh, going to be Fitch's first fight following uh, the ending of his five-year winning streak that uh, St. Pierre handed to him in August. Uh, he was 8-0 in the UFC coming into that fight. Uh, and had been riding a win streak dating back to June of 2003. So a five-year win streak coming into that fight that was ended with a, a five-round unanimous decision loss um, in what was definitely one of my fights of the year. Uh, obviously, I'm a little more biased towards it as I was there live for that one, but it was an amazing fight, um, and the heart and determination for Fitch to survive through five rounds of that fight, including, in my opinion, winning the second round after he had nearly been knocked out in the first, um, was, you know, just spectacular. And he just showed a lot of heart and a lot of attributes that people definitely want to see again, and I, for one, cannot wait to see him back in the octagon and competing again. Uh... This fight was actually supposed to happen back at UFC 82 in March, and Gono was uh, taken out of that card due to a hand injury. And his he's, he's only had two fights in the UFC, but um, he's well over 40 fights in his career, most of which have come in Japan in various organizations, including many, many fights in Pride. And he's coming off a split decision loss to Dan Hardy, at UFC 89, so um, this is really a chance for Fitch to just kind of reestablish himself in the div division. Um, I wholly expect him to defeat Gono at this uh, at this event and try to get himself back up the ladder to another face-off with George St. Pierre, which um, will be a big um, rematch if he gets his chance. And if uh, George St. Pierre defends his title through multiple people, because there are quite a few in line before Fitch gets another shot. But uh, in the stacked welterweight division, Fitch is still up there at the top. And uh, I, I think he can handle pretty much anyone else in that division outside of GSP. So, I, you know, it, that's why the fights are fought, and we will find out what happens when... He takes on Gono at UFC 94 if they indeed 
uh, agree to this fight and take it for that. So no official announcement on it, but that's the early rumors and early rum rumblings on uh, a fight between those two for UFC 94. Um, that's all I've got for you today. We'll be back with uh, some more conversation tomorrow about our inaugural top 10 for the heavyweights over the next uh, few weeks. We'll be unveiling our rankings for each of the divisions with each of the staff members voting on them. We'll come to uh, a torch staff consensus based on uh, votes that each of the fighters gets and where they're placed on each ballot. And we'll, we'll have one rank that is set based on those numbers. And then each of our staff members will give a reason for why they voted the way they did. Um, so definitely we've, we've had four of our blog entries uh, from four of those that participated in this so far this week. And we will have more as the week goes on. So keep taking a look out for that. Rating, rankings are some of the most uh, subjective things in any sport outside of maybe the NFL. And uh, fight, fights especially, it's, it's hard to come up with who exactly belongs where. So, uh, of course, you're going to have disagreements with who we've picked, and some people are more UFC-heavy than others. Uh, if you agree, if you disagree, uh Check, us, check it out. Let us know what you think. Uh, if you think you got something better, email us at torchrankings at gmail.com, and we will look to put up our Torch Nation rankings as well based on you, the readers, picking uh, who your top fighters are. So we're starting with the heavyweights this week. We'll be doing light heavyweights next week, but I will get into more discussion on who we chose and why and my thoughts on... Uh, who is on some ballots, and who is left off as well. So uh, thanks again for listening to the Torch Audio Update. This is Jamie Pennock signing off. Yeah! No